Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to a Saturday night special edition of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Here's your inevitable host, Rob Carson. This is a special edition of the uh, the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Normally, it's five days a week, Monday through Friday. We are now doing it Saturday, Saturday. How huge is that? Um, you know, I've uh, been talking about the death of common sense in this country and the rise of nonsense in this country. And it's been led by uh, the left in the country, people like AOC. Think about how dramatically things have changed just in the last five years with regard to, uh, you know, defunding the police. What about defunding the police? That's smart, isn't it? You want to defund the police? Who the hell would think about defunding the police? Well, you use a crisis to defund the police. And you go in to go after the police. You use a crisis. You use George Floyd's death to, uh, to defund the police, to, uh, to spread chaos across the United States, to distract from failures by the Democrat Party with regard to uh, the inner cities and with uh, people of color. Uh, all of those things. Defund the police. Who, who in their right freaking mind would say, get rid of the police in a civilized society? Who in the hell in their right mind would say, get rid of the police? Radical leftists. I was just reading a story. Tory Bush, who is dumb as a box of rocks without the rocks. Cory Bush, Democrat representative from St. Louis, which has gone to hell in a handbasket, is still saying defund the police, but has spent $300,000 for private security over the past election cycle, despite her support for defund the police. There's no better metaphor for what Tulsi Gabbard, what I just played last, uh, last hour, rules for thee but not for me. To hell with you. To hell with you. 2019 letter signed by New York Representative AOC that opposed the MTA in New York's plan to hire 500 more New York Police Department cops to patrol subways resurfaced over the week. Over the week, yeah. Ocasio-Cortez and several other progressives vehemently opposed an MTA plan to hire new cops to patrol the subways. And what the hell has happened? Well, right now, you've got uh, Asian people being shoved in front of trades. You've got people being beaten nearly to death on subway platforms or shoved down subway subway uh, stairs. You see a decreased ridership that was originally caused by COVID, but now a 60% ridership because, I don't know, people are afraid of being stabbed to death on the on the subway. Here's what she said, though. The letter said, in our view, desperately needed resources would be better invested in subway bus maintenance and service improvements. Well, you can have the prettiest subway in the world, but if you get on it and you get mugged, it ain't going to make a lick of difference. She said, we are urging the MTA to divest from this current model of criminalization. 
This uh, letter com- complained that communities of color would be unfairly targeted by the new officers. Well, unfortunately, communities of color have been the victims of increased crime. So, as usual, everything that they start with, the intentions they start with, end up with the ultimate uh, opposite results. The ultimate is opposite results. And then, of course, uh, no bail, uh, not keeping people in jail, releasing career criminals to murder people, to rob banks, people who could literally go in and rob a bank, be out on bail the next day to rob a bank. That's actually happened to one person three times. Three times. Here is New York Mayor Eric Adams, not a terribly bright man, talking about uh, criminals being released in New York. The scales right now, it's hit very heavily in favor of the reforms of the progressive left. Well intended, some needed, but uh, tipped too far. They've really moved, actually, from well intended to uh, very evil intentions. And I do, I really believe that. And what we have uh, as a result is this growing fear of crime, this growing actual amount of crime. It's evidence in almost every major American city. Commissioner Bratton, right? Uh, yes, I, I believe he is right. And he understood what we had to go through during the mid-80s, early 90s, when we had to transform policing. Major mistakes made throughout the years. Why haven't you met with Rudy Giuliani? Uh, that destroyed the trust that the police commissioner is talking about. Uh, we have to rebuild that trust. But we can't rebuild that trust by allowing those who are dangerous and that have they have a repeated history of violence to continue to be uh, on our streets. We have to unbottleneck the courts. Too many people during COVID when courts closed down have not served their time or have not been in the courtroom. And then we have to be honest about some of the things we're doing generationally that has created the crime problem that we are facing right now. And that you mean like the Democrats' war on poverty? That's why we believe in great society. Intervention and prevention to solve this issue that we're facing. Commissioner, so I saw you nodding your head. You're- okay, well, here's what, a couple of things that we have going on. First of all, the absolute destruction of the uh, black community, the family, completely decimated. You could trace its roots back to the, uh, the Great Society, to Lyndon Johnson, this war on poverty. We have as many people poor, but what we've seen is the destruction of the family, the descent of the culture into hell, Celebrating violence, celebrating misogyny, the black abortion rate being, uh, you know, 60 to 80 percent in inner cities, the fatherless homes, 80 percent plus. That's the first thing you need to, uh, to uh, uh, address. The second is you have to refund the police and you have to enforce the law. Again, common sense, kids. It's just common sense. Joy Behar had to talk uh, on Friday. Uh, she showed how nonsensical she is with regard to uh, gun laws in inner cities and the Supreme Court's role in everything. The Supreme Court is, is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open carry state and an oh, but that solved the problems with the uh, the subway open carry city with all of the density in this city they want people running around with guns Pe- uh, the supreme court doesn't pass laws by the way well, middle class people will be leaving in droves they, if that happens they- okay so she's saying that if you uh, allow people to defend themselves they will leave the city in droves meanwhile you can't defend yourself and you're getting robbed and you're getting mugged and you're getting raped and you're getting your car stolen, all major Democrat cities, and you can't conceal carry, and because of that, you're having to leave. Absolutely unbelievable. 
I live right now, and, and uh, you know, where am I going to live eventually? I don't know. I live right now in the heartland of America. I live in the Kansas City area. I've lived here for about six years, lived in Washington, D.C. before that. Do you know how many armed liquor store holdups that we've had in Johnson County, Kansas, where I live in the last, since January? None. Do you know why? Because it's a concealed carry state. I've seen people open carry here. There's a very good chance, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is, but if, uh, it's, you remember that, uh, that analogy that uh, uh, when you sleep, you're never uh, more than three feet away from a spider? Do you ever hear that? If you, if you haven't heard, it's probably going to freak you out. But in Kansas, uh, if you're in a crowd, you're never probably more than six or eight feet away from somebody who conceal carries. <laughs> and it works. And it works quite well. Very, very well. And in, in the cities like L.A. and, and Baltimore, which has become uh, hell on earth, I'm going to Baltimore on May 5th to do an appearance. I haven't been to Baltimore in about eight years. I used to take my kid to Baltimore all the time. I loved it. I loved the Inner Harbor at Fells Point and going to see Fort McHenry and, and uh, bringing my kid to see a baseball game. And when I lived in Washington, D.C., I would have much rather gone to Baltimore to see pro sports. Any day of the week, I would have. Now, I would not. In Los Angeles, they've got a uh, sheriff there who's dealing with a radical leftist uh, district attorney, George Gascon, who is all about letting uh, criminals free. Here is uh, the sheriff, Villanueva, talking to Tucker Carlson on Friday about what's going on in, uh, in Los Angeles, one of the many bastions of liberalism in the country, of leftism in the country, and the abject failure of leftists when they're in power. In his first year in office, 2021, his first full year, he rejected over 12,200 cases for my agency alone. And multiply that by two, and that's all the other local police departments in the LAPD. So his efforts is really almost nullifying the legislative intent in Sacramento, where misdemeanor crimes are seldom prosecuted. If he believes it's attached to homelessness or uh, drug abuse, they're not going to touch him. Did you know they've actually given up prosecuting sex crimes in Seattle? I'm not kidding. So, obviously... That's fostering a climate where homelessness, drug abuse is just spiraling out of control. And you're seeing it with your own eyes. All of it is created by Democrats. All of it is fixable. Well, you certainly are. And, you know, if you love L.A., anyone who's spent a lot of time in L.A., there's so much to love. It really is a great city. Well, it, it used to be, actually. Here is a little bit more from uh, Sheriff Villanueva about L.A. Not at all. I'm seeing a lot of support from victims. And, you know, victims matter. Yes. They should be at the forefront of everything all of the criminal justice system is supposed to do. Victims don't matter to Cori Bush because she has her own private security force. Now it's all offender-specific or offender-centric. Everything is about reducing harm, not to victims of crime, reducing harm of incarceration for those who commit crime. And that is an astonishing leap of logic that not just George... And the death of common sense. Gascon. But the Board of Supervisors has embraced the very same idea. They call it care first, jail last, which has been an absolute failure here in L.A. County. Well, I'm going to have to say it's been a failure everywhere. Stretch Seattle police are not investigating sex crimes amid staffing crisis. Well, what do you suppose will happen to Seattle? I'm thinking if you are uh, into criminal sexual activity, you might be wanting to move to Seattle. The woke city council voted defund the devastated and demoralized department two years in a row. And in March, the Seattle police detectives were not assigned a single sexual uh, adult case, according to new documents. 
there are many ways that we have caught the stupid. Some of us have not caught the stupid. For instance, some people uh, caught the stupid from Black Lives Matter and consequently bent over and took it from Black Lives Matter while Black Lives Matter was enriching itself and doing a D-word for Richard for black Americans as it presided over a gigantic increase in the number of black murders after calls for defunding the police. I mentioned in 2019, 7,484 Americans were murdered. It went up to 9941 in 2020. This is the year that Black Lives Matter went city to city and uh, burned the place down with people from Antifa, among others. Heather McDonald wrote a piece uh, for Wall Street Journal uh, where the Black Lives Matter narrative about racist homicidal cops has produced virulently hostility on the streets. It has. Summer of 22 was marked by swaths of America pledging support for Black Lives Matter movement and defunding the police. They caught the stupid. Many cities answered supporters' calls by removing portions of police funding, such as Portland, I'll get to that in a second, and New York City. The social justice movement even trickled down to small cities and spread to nearly every facet of America. And you know what else it did? It did really stupid crap, like demanding that Aunt Jemima go away and Uncle Ben go away. And the Redskins go away. It made no sense. It was just stupid. That's what the stupid does to you. Yeah. Spread to every major facet of America, stretching from major corporations, celebrities, and the sports world, demanding change. Vulcan Topoli, a professor of criminology at Georgia State University, told Politico in 2021 after he became a victim of crime, criminologists and public health people were saying, no, basically, he blames it on COVID. This guy blamed it on COVID. The pandemic revealed something that most of us already knew, which was that we have segments of society that don't have the advantages of other segments of society. They're just beneath the surface. And the pandemic, sort of, you know, as with a hurricane, has revealed the disparities. Well, it had nothing to do. COVID had nothing to do with this. COVID had nothing to do with this. What did have something to do with this was a group of people, Black Lives Matter, chanting at every single one of their rallies, uh, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, injuring hundreds of police officers, and causing police to recede from crime-ridden areas, which further victimized people of color. It's really sad. It's really sad, and, and it tears me apart because I've been fighting against this for decades. And I've seen... This and, and I'm talking to everyone here. But, you know, I'm a white guy, so I can't comment on it. I literally started saying, I'm a, I guess I'm a white guy, so I can't care. That most of the kids in fostering programs around the country, a good share of them are kids of color. More so than the breakdown of all adoptees and all kids in foster care. Because the African-American family has, has crumbled since the Great Society. And then we have people like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton who are pikers compared to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, I mean, they put the foot on the accelerator with regard to enriching themselves while other people suffered. Wow. Wow. And so many people plagued with whatever guilt they have gave them money. Gave them lots and lots of money. Listen to this. Without action, we can expect worse to come. Sheriff calls for urgent solutions as violent crime in America's woke capital of Portland soars 30% in uh, a year after the city council cut the police budget by $15 million in 2020. Multnomah County Sheriff warned crime will get worse without an urgent solution. And there are still idiots 
in big cities like New York and Corey Bush in St. Louis who think the police should be cut. Yeah. Portland City Council slashed the police budget by $15 million and things went to hell in a handbasket. This last year, they set a record 92 homicides, the highest since there were 70 in 1987. The state capitol is on track to tire surpass the record of 2022 with 25 homicides reported in January, February, March of this year. The same number for the period in 2021. It comes despite Portland City Council's decision in November to refund the police, adding $5.2 million to the force's budget. But you see, there are other things involved there as well. Like letting people out who've committed crimes like robberies and assaults and attempted murders. It's crazy. Robberies have increased 56% year on year last year to this, rising from 234 in March, January to March 2021, to 366 for the same period in 2022. (laughs) It's just amazing. Here are some of the uh, five possible solutions. That they are offering. Increase gun dispossession efforts and remove firearms from individuals prohibited by law for possessing them. Well, it's already illegal, you see. You just have to enforce it. Engage in focused traffic enforcement in high crash corridors to reduce reckless and impaired driving. Okay, whatever. Increase accessibility to funding for neighborhood and community groups helping to reduce justice involved uh, justice involvement among youth and communities of color. This is all uh, college uh, faculty lounge gobbledygook. Because, you see, there's nothing the government can mandate to reduce the violence. The only thing they can do is not cut police funding, increase police funding, allow law enforcement to uh, enforce the law, and then do everything we can to bring us together. Well, the government can't do it. Communities, regardless of which color, which whatever, have to heal yourself. You have to recognize the problem. have to realize that no amount of government money is going to fix it. But Democrats will continue to pump billions and billions of dollars like they have trillions of dollars in the war on poverty. We still have the same number of people in poverty, the same percentage of the population is in poverty as we're in 1965. Let's go to Mel in Saratoga Springs, New York. Hello there, Mel. Thanks for holding my brother. What's on your mind today? Thank you, my brother, Rob, for taking my call. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was, I was listening to the last segment in, in regards to the red wave that should be coming in the midterms and in the general election in 24. But my, my thought is that if we don't have election integrity and get rid of those uh, dastardly uh, uh, machines, or even try what was tried over in the Mideast with where it was paper ballots in a thumbprint, a fingerprint, the way there's no duplication. I would have no problem dipping your finger in purple ink like they do over in the Middle East, uh, and they did in Iraq after we rescued those people. Uh, as far as election integrity is concerned, I believe we've had a great awakening. Uh, do I believe there is going to be attempted election fraud? Hell yeah, it's still going on. It's still going on. But I'm going to tell you, there have been voter integrity laws passed in several of these big battleground states. There are legal issues. There are legal cases still going on, and there are still discoveries being made. Plus, there are a whole lot of really pissed off people who are going to be volunteering for election boards, going to be volunteering to watch election voting sites, and people with their cell phone cameras uh, standing around ballot boxes. So I, I don't think that they're going to experience what they did in 2020. And by the way, I absolutely believe that 2020 was stolen. Go ahead. And I am one. I am a precinct committee person in my district. Good. And it's very easy. You only meet maybe twice a month, maybe two hours each time that you meet, you know, and uh, 
you call your official and your board of elections in the county that you live and find out who is the chair in your area and make the appointment to see the person and become the election uh, uh, the uh, precinct committee member of your district. That way you can't be you know, a poll watcher. There's none of these putting pizza boxes up against windows and telling me i got to yeah. be 60. No, whoa. I don't Bull crap. And, and there will be none of that I stopping will. the counting of the vote in the middle of the night in battleground right. states and stuffing ballot boxes for the next morning. Mel, right. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mel. Have you noticed, have you noticed, originally when people on the right started saying that there was election you know, chicanery. We'll just call it ch- kindly chicanery. And as more and more evidence has been coming out over the last few months, have you noticed that we're not hearing threats of billion-dollar lawsuits against individuals? Have you noticed that you're not hearing the hue and cry of uh, of leftists who confront uh, conservatives whenever they say the election was stolen? Those have begun to die down a bit, Mel. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that it is because they know they're they're as wrong as two left shoes. It, it was a criminal act that they've uh, committed, and the more you know, if they want to push and be stupid, you know, somebody's got there will be suits and they'll have to be discovery and all of what they have hidden has to come out, and it, it's going to be a, a, a bloodbath and you know that they're going to take because they committed crimes in in, in our federal election. Now, Mel, Mel, I don't know if you knew this. We saw a bunch of our original champions who we thought we'd step in and they would uh, uncover the truth. They would use their resources and their and their um, their legal expertise to show us. Uh, one of those people, uh, of course, was Mike Lindell of My Pillow. He has suffered greatly. He was threatened with multi billion dollar lawsuits by uh, vote machine companies. Uh, I know that conservative talk radio was silenced with regard to talking about any involvement with regard to throwing the election, all of that appears to have died down greatly, and I think there's a reason for it, and that is that the truth is coming out. And eventually, the truth will become over so many... I believe this, Mel... Because we've seen these dominoes fall. We saw it with Hillary Clinton and and Russia collusion. I knew it was bullcrap from the get-go. We just found out that it was bullcrap and she paid for it. Hunter Biden's laptop, the story was stopped by big social media, the mainstream media and the Democrat Party. Just in time for the election, that domino has fallen. And now, all of a sudden, there seem to be a lot of crickets, with the exception of a few people like Donna Brazil calling the 2020 election and our dispute of it the big lie. That's all you you're hearing about it these days and i do believe that you know like the whole the democrat party know that in you know in november they're going to get slaughtered yeah well they're going to get some select of course but there's got to be for what has happened and there's got to be examples made to let them know that anybody wants to try this again they're going to get they're going to get punished very very severely and i guess with any investigations to start, I guess you gotta start, you gotta start grabbing the small fish who's gonna start flipping on the larger fish and the larger fish on the bigger fish. That, that's how it's gotta happen. And I, I hope that Bull Durham, you know, can get can come across with something uh, not relative, not fast because he's just taking his time to make sure everything is done uh, right in uh, prosecutorial uh, ways, you know. But there's evidence that I'm sure he's got that's got to got to be uh, uh, exposed and brought out, and people have got to be uh, served with with subpoenas, this and that and the other, and they've got to go in front of a jury, in front of the judge, and the punishment has to be meted. It has to be, it has to be out. It has to be given out. Because if, if it doesn't happen, this is going to continue. And you know what's going to happen know. after that? It's yeah. going to be, uh, it, you know, I hate to say it, but 
you know, Civil War, because the good old boys up here, yeah. up in up New York State, where I live, upstate, they're not going to take this. They're it's done. They're happen. done. Thank you for calling today. Thanks for holding right, and making some great Thank points. You. Kamala Harris. Um, it looks like the exodus continues from her office because uh, I've heard that she is an awful person to work with, and uh, that has been verified by a lot, 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 a lot of people. Uh, Kamala's chief of staff quits. Tina Flournoy. Flournoy. Uh, Flournoy. Flournoy? Flournoy. Tina Flournoy becomes the most uh, senior aide to join the exodus from her uh, office. We'll get you details on that, but I think we need to hear our uh, Space Idiocy song, which features Kamala Harris speaking to a group of the new Space Force Talking to them like they're little children. But if she were really a Democrat, if they were little children, she'd be talking about sex and their sexuality. But not in this case. Ground control to Major Tom. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Yeah. Space, it affects us all. It's not a question. And it connects us all. Ground control. So space separates us. I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary yeah. space is. Safe space. Really. Whether it is satellites that orbit the Earth. Space between your ears. Humans Sorry. that land on the moon. Yes. Or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Yes. Space is exciting. It spurs our imagination, nation, nation. This is Oh man, I gotta tell you, my, my, my producer Ken put that together. That is the exclamation point on the bit right there at the very end. It's, it's called Hitting the Post. And he, look, hold on, I gotta hear that one minute. This is Hitting the Post. Nation, nation, nation. This is control to major time. spectacular. You've really made the grave. There you go. All right, so <laughs> Kamala Harris is. Tina Flournoy, Flournoy, she is uh, Flournoy, 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 leaving the vice president's staff, making her the most senior official. Flournoy is a longtime uh, Democrat operative who served as Bill Clinton's chief of staff when he left the White House. Well, that's certainly interesting. Uh, and uh, traveling chief of staff for 2000 Democrat vice presidential nominee Joe Lieberman. My God, can you imagine sitting in an airplane with that guy? You would, well, you'd sleep like a baby. I slept like a baby last night, actually. I woke up five times crying, and I pooped myself. That's a joke. It's a joke. I didn't really sleep like a baby that way. Anyway, uh, her successor is Laureen Voles, uh, also has deep Clinton ties, which you've got to be careful about, and was also an advisor to uh, 2008 Democrat nominee Hillary Clinton. Again, riding on a plane with her. Dear God, you'd want to just chip those little windows out and jump to your death. So uh, the other people who have left, uh, including these are big, uh, big uh, people. you got Tina Flournoy. Chief of Staff, you've got uh, Michael Fuchs, Deputy Chief of Staff, uh, Nancy McEldowney, uh, Sabrina Singh, uh, Deputy Press Secretary, Kate Childs-Graham, head speechwriter, clearly. Who did they get to do her speechwriting? Like what? Steve from Blue's Clues? I mean, who did he get to do the speechwriting? A chief writer on Sesame Street? I mean, I don't know. When you hear when you hear incredible you know words like you know like 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 the, like this, and it forces us to ask 
big questions. Space, it affects us all. Maybe, maybe somebody who wrote, uh, for instance, like uh, the count bit on, on Sesame Street wrote it. Because, you know, he could do the countdown for the new Space Force. Five, ah, 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 ah. Four, ah, 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 ah. Three, ah. It'd be like, could you just do the count? You don't need to laugh between every one of them. Gets a little old. We're Staphylopagus. Uh, also, by the way, uh, the White House is praising Kamala Harris for doing nothing on the border. I have a funny feeling that Kamala Harris is the kind of person who her entire life, she's been told, good job, even though she does a terrible job. Oh, you're just such a good kid. Oh, look what you just did there. Oh, you're just so good. That's what they've done with her. I think she spent her entire life being told she's doing a great job and she's never, in fact, done a good job. I'm not joking. This time, I'm not joking. The jokes will resume in just a second. But I, I believe this. She was put in charge of the border. She was going to find the root causes of the uh, giant migration of people illegally into the country, the invasion, I'll just say the illegal invasion of aliens into the country. She was put in charge of this, and, you know, it has crumbled. It has absolutely crumbled. But to Jen Saki. Are we ready for some hot sake, everybody? Jen Saki says she's doing a bang-up job. Question about immigration. Does the president still have confidence that the vice president can get to the bottom of root causes of migration? He absolutely does, and, uh, and is grateful for her work in doing exactly that. Why? Why does he have confidence? Or should, I, should I give you an well, update so on a couple the of the things we've done? What, what Please do, because, I mean, she really sucks. Really, really sucks being the border czar. Just doing a terrible, terrible job. The president confidence uh, when he sees that March 2022 has 28% more migrant encounters at the border than March 2021 when she got this assignment. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's really blown it. She's blown the job, people. She has. That's what she's done. Unbelievable. She, she literally, and I like to use this, uh, this expression with regard to the, uh, the Biden administration, they step over the body at the crime scene to look for the cause. Well, the, the root causes are getting rid of Trump's policies. There you go. And you know why we know that? Because we're not stupid. And honestly, we're kind of tired of your BS. Joining me on the phone right now is uh, the chapter president for Moms for Liberty. It's Katie McFarland, not KT McFarland, she's another guest of the uh, of the of the show. Uh, Katie, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you today? Thanks for having me on, Rob. Glad to have you on. Um, this is a big deal for me because uh, you know I've, I've got kids and I'm concerned about the children of America. You uh, wrote a great piece for a town hall that I have in front of me about critical race theory, uh, radical gender idea, uh, identity theory among the uh, the things that are in front of American classrooms. What's your thought, uh, just to start things off, with regard to uh, the new Supreme Court Justice, Ketanji Brown-Jackson? Well, you know, it, it's truly disappointing. You know, um, as you mentioned, you know, she sat on a board that was uh, teaching um, critical race theory. And when you also have a Supreme Court justice that is, you know, nominated, that can't even define the term woman, it truly shows that uh, the horrific culture that we live in today. Uh, so, so we're in trouble. Um, so, that, and that just kind of ties back to what we're seeing um, with this uh, gender um, and indoctrination, critical race theory indoctrination push on uh, children in uh, the public school system. Um, and just to uh, just to uh, kind of give you a little bit of background, I am actually the Oakland County chapter chair of Moms for Liberty. 
Um, and I can uh, give you a little bit of a background on Moms Please. for Liberty. Um, I'm not sure if you've um, if you've heard of us, but mm-hmm. uh, basically, Moms for Liberty was founded by uh, two moms in Florida, Tiffany okay. Justice and Tina Deskovich. Uh, they were both former school board members. Uh, they witnessed firsthand uh, just how destructive um, the policies were in their school districts um, that were directly hurting children and families. So they both they both decided to form a national organization. Yes. And Rob, I can tell you, it's remarkable how it has just uh, grown nationwide. Yep. So we are up to 181 chapters in 31 states across the country. We have over 80,000 members and growing. Uh, Michigan alone has 10 chapters. So as I mentioned, I'm the chapter chair for Oakland County. Gotcha. We also have chapters in Macomb, Monroe, Wayne, Washtenaw, Livingston, Ingham, Branch, Clinton, and Isabella counties. Uh, we do have a national website, momsforliberty.org. Okay. And Moms for Liberty, you know, it's, it's basically for any uh, mom, dad, grandparent, aunt, uncle, or just any concerned citizen that uh, wants to fight for parental rights and education. Absolutely. Uh, Because what we're seeing in the public schools is is just, uh, it's it's absolutely horrifying what we're seeing going on. Now, I've got two kids. My son is 22. My daughter is 16. And uh, I remember when I lived in Maryland, my son and daughter were both in elementary school. And uh, I kept hearing these things about, um, you know, uh, white privilege and all of this stuff. And I thought it was very... Uh, confusing because uh, my kids all they went to a, a school that was like ten percent white, and so all of his friends mm-hmm. were from different cultures. And I used to call his my my son's friends the uh, the the uh, uh, the United Nations because they were black and brown, and they were Indian, and they were Mexican, and they were you know whatever. Uh, and they never thought about it. And then, I, and then I kept hearing a little bit more about this white privilege, white privilege, and then it kind of just blossomed in the last uh, five or so years, really. To, uh, to be a theory that divides children in school, which I think is, is sickening. And then another thing, you know, the, the, uh, the, the left in this country has a, a mantra, which is never let a good crisis go to waste. And I think that schools have, uh, or, or the organizations that run them, perhaps unions, have, have uh, capitalized on the, the fear and uncertainty caused by, and the chaos caused by uh, these COVID restrictions to introduce some of this crap. Do you suppose yes. that things have gotten a lot worse with regard to all of the COVID shutdowns, the depression that kids are feeling, and the carrot of a solution? Hey, maybe your problem is you aren't the right gender. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It's It's been a push. And, you know, these teachers' unions are highly corrupt um, and just uh, and, and very powerful. Um, and, you know, you really, it, it's kind of like follow the money, right? I know. Um, oh, yes. So my, uh, my, my husband and I, we have two children, and they attend uh, the Troy School. Uh, Troy Public Schools. Uh, Troy Schools, they're working with the National Equity Project, um, which is funded in part of, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, they teach, you know, that oppression and systemic mistreatment is more than just the sum of individual prejudices. They talk about systemic racism and all of that, white privilege. Uh, You know, the schools are also working with the Building Equitable Learning Environments, Bell. um, That's from the Rakes Foundation, and that's Mm -hmm. a private, a liberal private private grant-making foundation. Uh, they're also working with New America for professional development. Uh, you know, that's a liberal think tank with Anne-Marie Slaughter as a CEO. You know, she was once the director of policy planning for the U.S. State Department under Hillary Clinton. So we see a continuous yeah. pattern here, obviously, of, you oh, know, yes. the kind of the, you know, they say that they don't push politics on kids. Yeah, right. Um, as far as the gender theory, um, that is absolutely atrocious. And it's child abuse, downright child abuse. Oh, yes. Um, our, um, yeah, Rochester Community School. So our, um, uh, they're, in, they're in Oakland County. 
Um, they have been sued for not providing a parent with the curriculum for the class titled History of Ethnic and Gender Studies. Uh, they also had an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old, read from the book Jack, Not Jackie by Erica Silman, and they had this um, eight-year-old basically talk about gender to the classroom. So this teacher was actually exploiting this poor child um, to this classroom of her students to talk about gender. I mean, that is atrocious. You know, uh, years ago, um, these people would have been in jail. Um, so really, we need to see accountability, um, and, and it's it's very important to go and speak out at these school board meetings. A lot of parents are very um, afraid to do so. Uh, they're afraid of their own children being targeted. Um, we also had in Rochester, uh, the board um, has totally um, shot down parents. Um, they, uh, that Rochester Community Schools were sued, um, and they settled a lawsuit because they collected social media information on parents, and they huh. contacted a mother's place of, inform- of employment, and that oh, yeah. resulted in her being fired. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah, so they targeted parents. Well, uh, it's just terrible what we're seeing. Yeah, well, I, I know uh, I know Azra Namani. Are you familiar with Azra Namani and her work in Fairfax County, Virginia? She was uh, one of the big one of the big hotbeds of this crap is uh, Fairfax and Loudoun County, Virginia, and uh, she's told me about all of this stuff. But I want you to, this is kind of a, a positive, um, I don't know if you knew this, but Kenosha, Wisconsin, elected uh, a GOP executive for the first time ever in the wake of the 2020 uh, BLM riots. And then in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, school board uh, 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 tossed, uh, the elections tossed um, three very left-of-center people who supported critical race theory from the board. So it, mm-hmm. it sounds like we're making incremental steps, and then all of a sudden we take a big step back with, uh, you know, this this uh, very positive bill in Florida that would prevent the teaching of sex and sexuality to uh, preschoolers yeah. through third grade, and then Disney uh, siding with the pedophiles um, with regard to that. Uh, what do you think about? Let me ask you this: what What about um, what do you think about Disney and uh, and the bill in Florida, the the parental uh, uh, rights and education bill down there? Oh, absolutely awful. You know, and I, and I, I mean, we, we canceled our Disney Plus a while ago. And just mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, Disney is not what it, what it once was. I mean, Walt Disney, he's rolling in his grave right now, what they're doing, the sexualization of our kids. Uh, I think everybody should just be boycotting Disney at this point. It, it, it's a joke. Um, for one thing, Ron DeSantis, God bless him. Um, it, you know, everybody likes on the left, they like to, you know, just slam that bill, calling it the don't say gay bill. First of all, it, yeah. says, nothing, um, it says nothing in there about don't say gay. It's a parental rights and education bill saying that you cannot teach a sexual orientation or gender ideologies in grades K through three. Um, you know, personally, I mean, that should be K through 12. Um, yes. But at least that's a starting point. Right. Um, and that sounds logical to me you would think i mean this is common sense stuff here it's amazing how we've come to this point in our culture and society where we even have to be talking about this and try even trying to just justify it to people of why this is wrong uh so i feel like we have taken um just such a radical turn in our culture where you actually have to explain to people why this is wrong exposing children to this at such a young age um, that is abusive, and that is a form of grooming. That is Katie, we, we've got we, we've got uh, some friends, and they have a kid who's about my daughter's age, and their child uh, in the last couple of years has uh, gone through these striations of maybe I'm the wrong gender, um, mm-hmm. wanted to be referred to as a different name, and the whole deal. And then uh, just uh, not very shortly ago, she finally the daughter said, "I was wrong." 
Um, yeah. She's a junior in high school, too. I was wrong, Mom and Dad. I don't know what was happening. There were a lot of people telling me this, a lot of people telling me that. A lot of people came, saying it was cool. A lot of teachers saying, hey, let's just keep it between you and me. Don't tell Mom and Dad. This was happening all over. And i got to tell you, when you've got a an endorsement by the gosh-darned HHS secretary and Jen Psaki yesterday of uh, mutilation of children and and drugging them and and giving them uh, hormones to prevent a, 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 I don't know if you do this, but but uh, Rachel Levine, uh, she said that kids can go through a wrong puberty. This is Mingle-esque. This is really, really sick, sick, sick stuff. And and you made a good point that whereas we used to think that this this was so outrageous that we, we don't even feel like we should have to defend being against this, but here we are in that position. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. How how we came to this point, it, it's just unbelievable, um, and, and it is criminal, and these people should be locked up. I, I mean, for Jen Psaki to say that, I mean, even President Joe Biden to, you know, be endorsing this kind of stuff on children, you know, I'm sorry, but if, if your child comes up to you and says, mom, I want to be, a, a, you know, I'm a girl or I'm a boy, you know, you immediately have that conversation with your child about what's going on. Why are you saying that? No, you yes. are, you, you know, you, you love the, how God made you, you know, and here's, you know, and when I bring up God, I really feel that, um, you know, this is, this is what happened in our society is, um, these woke ideologies, you know, critical race theory, gender theory ideologies, you know, that has, you know, all this Marx, Marxism, right? Of course. This has replaced God. It's become like the new woke religion for people. So we yes. have totally replaced God yes. with um, all this social justice stuff. And it's, yeah. it, it totally rips apart the foundation of, of our country. And that's truly what, I mean, that's what the left is looking for. We have also found um, in, you know, Troy, in all, all across Oakland County um, school libraries um, in both uh, Troy and Rochester, we have discovered yep. pornographic material in, in school libraries. Yeah. Uh, parents in Troy, I was part of several book review uh, book reviews with uh, the district, um, mm-hmm. you know, basically fighting to get some of these uh, very explicit material out of the school libraries. And they they only removed one book, and that was entitled Jack of Hearts and Parts. Um, you can imagine just by that title alone what that book entailed. It was called Why what? Was it, it, it was what? Jack of, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts. That was the only book that they removed. But my question is, why was it there to begin with? Amen, uh, amen. So we need we need accountability. Um, you know, it's it's you know that we're seeing we're seeing these um, books all over the place in our school libraries. And there's also uh, in teachers' classrooms, teachers are also reading from banned books. There yep. was a teacher that read out loud from sex is a funny word to her middle school students in yeah. Troy. Um, and I reluctantly bought a copy of that book. And uh, sure sure enough, that book um, has, you know, basically inter- introductions to masturbation. Yeah. Uh, the end of the book also has this glossary of, you know, different terms such as transsexual, pansexual, ether. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, just you name it. And I'm thinking, what what is wrong with these people? Exactly. You know, so, listen, I mean, uh, at a minimum, uh, you know, people need to be fired and charged. I, I mean, it's it's just incredible what we're seeing. So, and that's, that's happening just across, yeah, across uh, the country. It's, it's happening right here in Oakland County, Michigan. I do appreciate the work you're doing, and I will push people to get to this uh, website, momsforliberty.org. 
Thank you for your help doing this, Katie. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.